We'd like to welcome Connor Stallions in on this podcast. <laughs> Just kidding, of course. Howdy, everybody. Manny Jones here with the Furries and Football Podcast. We're a dragon and a Pegasus. Talk all the football that they can within an hour time frame. Of course, I am joined by my little friend, Mr. Zeus Pegasus. Zeus, happy Wednesday to you. Happy Wednesday to you. It's hump day. You're yes. also the hump day for the middle of the whole football season. How are we here already, man? It, 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 time flies when you are having fun and when you are doing this wonderful podcast, of course. Uh, we got a lot to get into on today's show. We got talking about the U- USC, the final bedlam, rankings of looking at college football. Do the course talk about his UCF nights. We got NFL week nine and a brief look into week 10. As a little bit of things we are be getting into and our mulligan in for our playoff picks from that very first episode. So it should be a darn blast. But first, we've been doing this every uh, to start off every show for the first couple of weeks. We got to talk Michigan because Michigan, Michigan, Michigan. What did they do now, man? Uh, z- 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 okay, so it's starting to heat up. So a couple days ago, Connor Stallions, the person at the head of this, uh, resigned. Uh, if you don't remember, of course, last podcast, we were talking about Connor Stallings, who was the head of the science league operation. He allegedly was in disguise at a Central Michigan game. And there have been, I, I read into this, Zeus, there were some people, some professors that were knowledgeable about, you know, facial recognition. They actually said that there is a very high certainty that that is actually Connor Stallions. But he resigned. Michigan has responded. Very intriguing fashion, might I add, Zeus. They have responded. They wanted by saying pretty much that Rutgers, Ohio State, and Purdue shared shared their signs last season. What a shock! <laughs> they, They're going to start playing this game. Please, yes. Tell me more. Uh, they they claimed that that they have they they sent documents believing that the school uh, that they have communicated that, that three schools in the conference engaged in communication about their signs. Uh, the other news because this is not the only thing, Zeus. There is more stuff is coming out. The NCAA, like I mentioned, has now joined the Central Michigan investigation. Blake Corum. The star running back for the team, and might I add, a pretty damn good player. He hope, hopefully will get a, get a shot in the NFL. He's been pretty damn good at the college level. Blake Corum. Allegedly, someone began doing some digging and found a, a company called BC2 Housing LLC, a LLC registered in the state of Wyoming, which I have been to. It does not exist. That's another time, another time. Uh, but... Do you know who was listed as the owners of this LLC, Zeus? No. Blake Corum (laughs) and Connor Stallions. (laughs) What the f- There's a- There's a paper trail everywhere. There's a the, why is and he and play quickly said no 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 I don't I like I don't have any business or reporting but I'm glad whoever found it because my I I, I now I don't know if Corum was on this because he actually he sounded very confused about it. I don't think he's to blame because he even said they even found that on the initial filing for the LLC the only signature is Stallion. So I think it's very possible that hey. Maybe he, the, the, Corum's not involved in this. The other thing that's happened, because this, 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 this never ends. This is the investigation that'll never end. The Big Ten is getting interesting, all right? They have told the conference, they have issued a statement. Initially, it was, you know, let's we're going to monitor the investigation, you know what I mean? But after other conference members began urging the Big Ten to do more, the Big Ten noted to ESPN that it could take action against Michigan before the investigation by imposing penalties through the conference's sportsmanship policy. 
Now, the Big Ten believes, according to this article on ESPN, that they have facts to be certain that Michigan illegally contains signals. They've been getting new information. They've also gotten the stuff about, you know, what happened in with Central Michigan. So what they have, what they have found, what they, what what the Big Ten told Michigan was that they are required by the sportsmanship policy. In the event it becomes clear that an institution is likely to be subjected to penalties, they have notified the the, the, the the conference that there is possible discipline. The school has now until tomorrow, November the 9th, to respond to the Big Ten. Now, this discipline, I don't think the Big Ten would kick them out of a bowl game, but they can suspend Harbaugh and do more. Uh, stuff with Harbaugh. Now, this could see we could see this going into court. Even, court, huh? Yeah. But would they would they really want to ruffle the feathers of their biggest brand like this? This is a pretty big deal. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if they'll value integrity of the conference over protecting you know one of the biggest brands. And um. But the- is Harbaugh really going to be, you know, taking the fall? I, I mean. I understand all the involvement in the paper trail here, but I mean, what message is that really going to send? Like, I don't know. Like, I, there's there's many ways this can go, and without a strong governing body from the NCAA, um, it's pretty much the wild west out there. We're gonna, you know, as some people say, spin the wheel of discipline and hope it sticks and lands on something satisfactory. Which, again, I'm not really that helpful for. Yeah, I, here's the thing too. The, the, there's this is not the only investigation happening. The Michigan's also under investigation for breaking COVID r- recruiting rules back in 2020, and one of their former assistants is being uh, is being under in, under investigation by the Federal Bureau of Investigation. The FBI is getting involved. <laughs> Now, this is not to relate to the science things, but I learned this a couple weeks ago. This is an older news story, but I found this out a couple recently that they're investigating former co-offensive coordinator Matt Weiss, who had unauthorized computer access in the team's facilities. No one knows what it was for, but he was doing something. What the fuck is happening at Michigan? <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's like It's like when you pull on a thread here it's on something that like a piece of clothing you pull in the right direction the whole thing just unravels right yeah one little tug and then it leads to a nice awful chain reaction we don't know where it's gonna end no no but you do you did you did make me think of this when it came to legal battles there is a big legal battle right now in the in in the Pac-12. Now I don't know if you've been following this uh, quite a bit, Zeus, but there is a current legal injunction against the Pac-12 filed by Oregon State and Washington State. Just to symbolize it pretty to pretty bluntly, Zeus, they believe that because the ten the other ten schools that are leaving have surrendered their rights to vote on the. On the future of the conference, Oregon State and Big T- and and Washington State, they believe that them being on the board is an imminent and existential threat to the future of the conference. Because what what they believe is that they're that the other schools are going to vote and vote to fold the conference, pretty much. Um, the Pac-12 and the ten departing universities are listed as a on this as the defendants on this loss. They go for legal control of the Pac-12. Um, the other leaving school, which are again, just to remind everybody, Arizona, Arizona State, Cal, Colorado, Oregon, Stanford, UCLA, USC, and Utah, they have joined as an intervening party and believe that Oregon State and Washington State would withhold money from the departing members of the conference. Withhold money? Yes. So. Yes, all the money, man. All that like money. Like, all the, all the media money they would gain in 2023, they just would not hand it out? That That is what they believe that if you if you gave Oregon State and Washington State total control over the conference, then that you think that, because, you know, when you're in your, just to give you an idea, when you're in a conference, because I've worked in college athletics for a bit, you yeah. know, you get revenue sharing um, in, a, in a league. The NFL, every... Every team in the NFL, for example, gets revenue 
from the league. Like in a conference, every team gets revenue. Every school gets revenue from the conference. They believe that they would withhold revenue distributions from the leaving mem- from the members that are leaving. I mean, I would because they did them highly dirty. And those schools, um, they're great schools, great programs. They don't deserve to be treated the way they did. And they're just, unfortunately, the two leftovers. Oh, oh yeah. Now the Funk Pack 12. Now, yes, yeah, so that's what's happening right now. It is starting to heat up. Washington has intervened and requested the restraining order be extended to, to seek a review in the Supreme Court of the state of Washington. Uh, oh man! So it's it's getting big. There will be a preliminary injunction set for November fourteenth, which I'll keep my eyes on, and that will set us the voting rights. Who has the voting rights on the Pac-12 board? That's a little thing on that. Speaking of the USC, Zeus, U- USC, what the USC? Because the Pac-12, USC. I I cannot English today. Not have enough caffeine. USC, U USC. What what the hell? What the hell, it's man? So over. <laughs> what? What's Game happening? over, man. Game over. What happened? I'll tell you what happened. Sure. Lincoln, Lincoln Riley happened. Oh to god. Which defense is just an afterthought. Just ask any Oklahoma fan. Um, I supported that that school and that team because my dad's an alumnus from that university, and it was pain. Just of a, a team of so much talent just gets wasted because they just cannot recruit or just bother to coach up players uh, to stop um any offense doesn't matter how bad you are like um i'm sure i'm sure even even someone like ucf who's struggling this year will probably put 40 on these guys it's just bad all around they're they're a bottom 10 defense in the country and because of that with three losses no way for a conference championship and hell hell no for a national championship there's this big elf in the room you know what the elf in the room is what's that friend what's that buddy kit it's caleb williams huh the star quarterback, the projected number one pick. Everyone's asking, what do you do? What do you do? Put yourself in his shoes, Manny. Mm-hmm. Season's over. You know you're going to get a high draft pick. Are you just going to pull like what the NBA stars do and just say, hey, I'm not going to play. Screw you guys. <laughs> no. I've made my case. No. It's over, man. No. I'm sit my ass down and wait till I get drafted. And and we talked about this earlier earlier in one of our podcasts where Emmanuel Ocho was suggesting that after their loss to Utah. No, you got to finish what you started. And I'll say this too. Caleb Williams, his can he can the can the dude play? Oh my goodness. But I'm I'm seeing some concerns about him, if you will. Like how he is handling losing. Like they caught this on 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 film, of course, that where he was in the stands and crying with his mother. And believe me, I have been as an as a former athlete, I have been there. I have been there. I, I have been there. You know the emotions there, but it's like that's what what are you, what, what are you dude? What are you doing? Like it it it's been looking rough. Like j- just doing that. Like if. If you get drafted by a, by a big NFL team and you lose a rough game and you hop in the stand and start crying, like, what are you, what? Like, I don't know if it's just he can't handle it. I don't know what it was, man. I'm so baffled. Like, what has happened to him? He, the dude could, the dude's got great numbers. You can't deny that. But it's like, what is he doing? Don't, don't show that publicly. That's going to – well, it's your draft year. People are going to have immediate character concerns. Yeah, agreed. And – but it, it it's crazy how divided people are on this right now. It's – um, what do you do? Um, you're Caleb Williams. I mean, you already said your case. Um, I agree that it's important to play out the season. You can't be scared of getting hit because you're going to get hit in the NFL no matter what. Um, and it's a way different beast in the NBA where contact is there, but not to the extent of the NFL. So I don't know. Like, it, this is going to be quite the story to follow for some time. But I, I hope he keeps playing because he's just some character. Like, season's over. What are you going to do? How are you going to rally the troops? Yeah. You're playing your ass off. You've had some bad games. So just continue to show up and prove, continue to prove why, the number, why you're, you're the number one pick. Yeah. Especially when you have other Heisman cans around you that are right now performing better than you. And that could definitely, you know, uh, tank your draft stock. So I think it's highly arrogant to just go with a foregone conclusion. Yeah. 
and I'll say this too, like, and I mentioned this, you know, when I was a kid playing athletics, you know, my, my dad was always big on, you know, you know, finishing what you started, you know, I, I'm that kind of person where it's like, you know, finish out, even if your year isn't going that good, you know, finish out the year. Cause Bo Nix is outplaying Caleb Williams, dare I say, like, so there's a like Heisman race. If you want to have a shot keeping up with Bo Nix, like, you, you gotta, I mean, come on, you, I know you have one Heisman, but, you know, there's only one other person that's won, won two Heismans, just want to point that out, so, I mean, you could put yourself in some history, that's all I'm saying, you could put yourself in some history, man, and really put that on your legacy, other than stuff that's happened, though, I mean, the final Bedlam lived up to its massive hype i apologize to my friend sir panda slayer who was there at that game and watched a rough game in which ok state took down oklahoma 27 to 24 yeah what that that that's going to be the final bedlam and what a game it was um a lot of back and forth and part of me is quite gleeful mhm about um <laughs> about Dylan Gabriel not getting a chance to win a title with uh, the Oklahoma Sooners. <laughs> I am going to be that guy, maybe that petty, but man, um, that's quite the game. The running back for the Cowboys absolutely flexed his muscles again. And I just can't believe this is the same team that lost to, what was it, Texas State? Yeah. Um, no, no, back no, no, no. The of the year? It was ridiculous. It was, no, Oklahoma State had a really bad loss to South Bama, 33-7. to uh, Texas, the Texas State, when you're thinking of Baylor, if I'm not mistaken, but yeah, no, it's wild how good they've gotten. Considering again, they lost to South Bama by a bad score. Ollie Gordon the second has just been a damn good play, great beast of a player. He's played one quite in the country. well. Oh yeah, Allen, Allen, yeah, Ollie Gordon. You got Brennan Presley. That man is a. To, I'm gonna quote. I'm gonna steal from uh, Pat McAfee. Dog. That man is a dog. So I mean, good, good, good game. That result, good game, worthy of a final bad love. I honestly hope that they schedule some more in the future because believe me, Zeus, like they really should. Yeah, uh, like, like you already have Texas, Oklahoma, sure, but I think Bedlam is Bedlam. Like you got to keep scheduling that game. That your, rivalry is important. It's your in-state rivalry, the battle of your own state. Like if they, I grew up, I grew up a big NC State fan, Zeus. Like if NC if they didn't have NC State versus UNC when I was a kid, bro, and they just said, "Yeah, we're not gonna do it anymore," I'd be I'd be so heartbroken. Little little bit, I'd be heartbroken over here, and it would not be fun. Texas though, they survived an upset bid by Kansas State because their coach is an idiot, and didn't take the no no Zeus. Their coach yeah. is an idiot. You you hey Zeus, you know how as an OT, it's not like the NFL. You get a second chance, right? Right? That's right. right. It's overtime. Take the field goal. The Take the field goal. Tie it up. You are in, like, the five-yard line. Kick the field goal. You're going to hop on offense next OT. What are you thinking? They what are you thinking? They put 16 points in the fourth quarter. I saw the highlights of that Yeah. Game. They were on the roll, so and you're on the road, so you're just daring for a letdown. Um, <sighs> that's just bad. Kansas State, what the heck was that? That's just being way too overly aggro. That's, and then they got burned for it. That's what they get for having a terrible mascot that has only one head. He has human skin. <laughs> that's what they get for having a terrible mascot. He looks like he could beat my ass right now. But I am telling you, that is karma. And karma is a B-I-K-C-H. Uh, but that is what one of the bigger games that happened. Uh, Texas, Ooh. of course, with a big yep. win. Um other stuff that happened, I'll bring this up briefly. Texas Tech had the magic of an opossum. They had an opossum run onto the field and got dragged away. <laughs> Dude, I, listen. Really? I got, yes. They, I, I got to show you this, man. It was goofy because, like, when they, they showed pictures of him running on the field, he looked so cute. He's like, he looked so, the, the, the little guy looks so happy. He's like, yay, look at me. And he's getting dragged away. He's like, I thought this was America. I want to play football. I want to play. I want to play. <laughs> so uh, prayers up for Mr. Possum out there, wherever you may be. Hopefully you do get to play uh, some football out there someday, uh, my good possum buddy. We're going to talk real quick, peeking over to the college football 
rankings, which continue to get intriguing, uh, Zeus. Ohio State remains number one after yep. a interesting game in which uh, Rutgers had them close. It was 35-16. I know at halftime, uh, Ryan Day was like, I want to know where Tony Soprano is right now. Hey, where, where, where's Polly Walnuts? Where, 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 where's Polly? Where's Tony Soprano? He wanted to look for him. Uh, Ohio State survives. Uh, Georgia second, Michigan third, Florida State fourth. The two teams that are on the outside looking in, Washington and Oregon, with Texas, Bama, Ole Miss, and Penn State rounding out your top ten. How are you liking this thus far? I think it's pretty fair. Um, it's really it's really hard to really separate these teams right now. And I the one-loss teams have not done nearly enough to justify being past the nine – Five undefeated teams, man. Mm. So, I mean, just right there, especially based on resumes and who they played. I mean, I have no problem with the top five. Um, Ohio State, I mean, they they continue to impress. Um, they're because they're playing tougher opponents and they're putting people away. Um, so everything's going to hinge on that Ohio State Michigan game. I'm just going to be a little bit upset that because they're number one, even if they lose that game to Michigan, they're most likely going to get in as the four. And then, barring well, then again. Washington could jump in, maybe, but they yeah. have to like run the table. Um, Oregon, maybe, maybe not. Oregon, but even Oregon, all they have is a really close loss on the road at Washington. So, yeah, that'd be very interesting. And, um, and most likely, Texas and Bama, most, yeah. most likely, they'd, they'd rematch in the Pac 12 title game, too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Texas, not dead yet. Bama, mm-hmm. obviously, still there. Um, they still got a case. Um, I think even at that point, like if Bama would be Georgia in in, in a title game, I think Georgia would definitely fall out. Um, just based on, um, just this is too loaded right now. This is the most parity that I've seen, and this is definitely the biggest reason why I do think we need the twelve team playoff because I want to see all these teams go toe to toe in that bracket. Yeah. Um, like this this is why this is why we need it because you know I hear a lot of pundits saying, oh, the top four is top four. There's a there's no way anyone gets close to the top four. There shouldn't even be a top two because the talent's just there. Snob, 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 snob. Screw you. This season is proving exactly why we need a 12-team playoff, and I'm excited. Like, um, it's going to be a wild finish. We only got three weeks left, plus championship weekend. So things are definitely heating up. You know, I'll say this. You know, I think they screwed themselves in the foot when they made this because, like, people want playoffs. They only did four. You look at FCS, Zeus, which I'm very knowledgeable about because my own Mars FCS school. 24 teams are in the bracket size for the for the NCAA Division One FCS playoffs. So it's like, if you want to go really crazy, we could do that. But I don't think they're, they're ever going to no. do that. No, they're, they're never going to do that. They'd rather ruin the NIT. That's a basketball thing. They're not a football thing. Uh, nonetheless, uh, I I think so. I'm in the same boat as you, man. Like the, These matchups would be really, really damn good to see. Like, you got – they're doing it like 1 through 12, you know, or Ohio State and Oregon State. Could we see something there. Louisville and Georgia. Penn State Michigan. A nice rematch. Uh, I will say, you know, these 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 teams in the top five and go down to the top ten, they control their own destiny. I am concerned about Georgia's final game, though. I am. Let's look at the schedule. Well, let me tell you. Okay, let me explain why. So, you know. Ah, Georgia Tech now, let on me ex- my birthday. Let me explain why, though. Let me explain why, though. So, you see Ole Miss. They're damn good. Tennessee's good. But Georgia, I think, will find a way to do something there. But here's the thing. Tech has been a, a, the, the most intri- intriguing team this year. This is a team, Zeus, that loses to Boston College, that loses to Bowling Green, that loses to top teams, to, like, low teams. But in an even game, in an even game, this is a big thing. It's an even game. They beat Miami in that game where they didn't need to flee the football. They lose to BC the next week. The next week, an even uh, numbered game. It's like game number, I have to do a math here, 12, 11, 10, 9. Game number 8, they upset UNC. You know what Georgia is? It's their 12th game. It's an even game. Zeus! <laughs> Zeus! 
Man, wouldn't I'm, that be something if they just dropped the ball oh my on God. rivalry weekend? That would be insane. Um, That'd be insane. But I, I have my eyes on that. Ohio State's got mainly Michigan to worry about. Uh, we'll see if Sparty or the Gophers can make anything happen there. But those main teams mainly control their own destiny. Florida State's got an easy path with Miami, North Bama, and Florida on the horizon. Though... I know you're pointed out at something that happened to you this week. I know you you, you are you are the most stoked I think you you ever are to be talking about something this big. The your Knights of the University of Central Florida won 28 to 26 over the Bearcats. How you feeling? <laughs> oh, I'm pretty happy about that. Let's go. That's good, man. That's good. Yeah, yeah. It's so, it's the monkey off the back. Um, and not only that our first Big 12 win, but it's also a win that puts us ahead in the all-time series against Cincinnati, who's been quite the persistent rival from the American days. So it's definitely nice to get back on them. Yeah, 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 they're without Luke Fickle, but I don't care. We're in a new conference. No excuses. You got to play to win the game. And now we have one over them. So proud of them for, going, for getting their second road win of the year. Um, Cincinnati is not an easy place to play, and they did it. So, major kudos for the Knights. Um, for more importantly, they didn't turn the ball over. And when you win yeah. a turnover, when you win a turnover battle, um, a lot of great things can happen. There are some concerns for the Knights, um, with especially their defense, because you're up by eight um, in the final like minute and a half, and then you let them march right down the field. And plus, you give up a frick ton of yardage uh, on the ground. <laughs> Um, so that's extremely concerning still. So it's a win. It's a great win, but it's a win with an asterisk because look at who's coming next week, my friend. That would be your space. The space game you have back at the bounce house, and it's against those Oklahoma State Cowboys coming off that big win against the, uh, against the Sooners. Yeah, and guess who they have? They have the number one running back right now in the country, and <sighs> we have a bottom five rushing defense. Just, ugh. Uh, I'm, I've only seen Ollie Gordon play when I've played my buddy Mighty Capybara in the primetime football league, so, but I know how good he can be, believe me, I, I feel your pain. The line, though, surprisingly low for this, I'm looking at this now, the line's two, Oklahoma's eight, the two and a half favorite. Yeah, it's pretty ridiculous. That's... Um, I thought there'd be way more, considering yeah. the history. Maybe Vegas is like, oh, Okay, they had their Super Bowl against Oklahoma. Now they're just going to come back down to earth. And UCF being that team, I mean, maybe they're banking on UCF being extremely desperate to get to a bowl game. And they don't have to win this one, but it. we have two home games left. Like we, like, if we want to go to a bowl game, we should definitely treat this game like our Super Bowl and win it because um, there, there's, a, there's a big portion of the fan base that they're not excited about the Cincinnati win. They're just, eh, they're, they're kind of a Big 12 team. We, we're used to facing them, similar talent level, Humpty Doopty Doe. Like, this is a win we already had circled on our calendar anyway. Mm -hmm. And yet, um, I don't know, like that West Virginia game, there's a lot of games here to let the bad taste in my mouth. Cause there's, there's a lot of things that could have been fixed and it could have gone our way. Like, if we did not turn the ball over against West Virginia, we win that game. If we had a sense of a coach who can call better play <laughs> in the last couple minutes against Oklahoma, we would have beaten Oklahoma on the road. Um, if we had a coach or, or if we had the right mentality of the players in the Baylor game that we just let a 28-point lead fall to the wayside, that's three wins right there. And we'd be feeling a lot better about it. But here we are, um, bordering on must-win uh, because uh, I don't know about Texas Tech, but I'd rather, I'd rather get a W now than later. Hey. You got your first conference win, you know. Savor it, you know. Like I'm Cincinnati. Let's keep in mind it's two years removed from being in the the freaking yeah. the freaking national the, the, the college football playoffs. So I mean, at the end of the day, y'all or a year, the uh, two years removed. Yeah, at this point, dude, like enjoy the win, man. I think you, you guys should enjoy the win. It's a dub. That. Congrats, though, man. See, I know you've been hurting, man. You've been wanting that for so long. I, I know you've been wanting that, bro. I know. I know you have. Oh, I do, and it's making me hungry because the bounce house better be bouncing. Like, we, we need to be there. This team needs to feed off energy, and they got to pull off this upset win because uh, this a win like that over Oklahoma State at home, we haven't beaten a great team in a while, so it would be damn, damn impressive and fun if we could get that win, go back to 5-5, five and, five, and then have a good shot and go into a bowl game.
hey, that's what I want to see. Well, I love to see it, man. Hopefully it all goes well for you. That is, of course, our look at the college football playoffs. Uh, thankfully, the notes that we have for this show have not been stolen by Connor Stallions. I'm gonna stop with the jokes. I'm gonna, I'm gonna st- I can't. I can't help it. New, new dude, Zeus. Not the New Mexico game. Someone had put on their video board, like you know, welcome Connor Stallions. Parentheses, maybe. <laughs> Any, let's go to the NFL. Where I'm gonna tell you it's right now. The fact is that Kenny Pickett is the truth heightened amongst all of them. For some reason, fourth quarter Kenny Pickett is somehow like Jesus. In the first and the third quarters, he plays like he's a low-budget Ryan Leaf. But then in the fourth quarter, he turns into John Elway. I, for one, don't understand it, but I am here for the magic of Steeler football. George Pickett needs to stop bitching on social media. And let enjoy the win, and maybe get your toes and bands. Steelers got a Super Bowl. Uh, how, is this? Uh, I don't. What the fuck is this team? I gotta say it again, cause like I don't know yet. We're nine weeks in. I don't know. Pittsburgh's been outgained and have has had less first downs in every game, and they're. they're I don't get it. Like, here's another thing too. One, Kenny Pickett in the fourth quarter is like God. I, I don't get that. That's the first thing. Kenny Pickett in the fourth quarter is God. I don't know why. Why is that? It, it's a real thing. In the fourth quarter, he's, like, good. Um, they finally got the ball to Deontay more. Uh, Jalen Warren getting more action. Najee getting some run. And you know what's the crazier thing, too? They said that, to, that it made that game the game in which Matt Kanda was going to come down and freaking be on the sidelines. And it's like, so you have a great opening drive? You get opening drive points and a rarity with this team over the past couple of years? And it's all because you bring Canada Man to the sidelines? Wow. <laughs> Look, keep, keep him there. If, if, if we're actually going to have some kind of false hope, <laughs> keep him there. Uh, that good, good stuff. I love the team. TJ Watt is a cold motherfucker. Dude had his fucking helmet ripped off. Still got the sack. I love that dude. I don't love George Pickett. Did you hear about George Pickett, Zeus? Did you? Did no. you George Pickett is turning into Antonio Brown, and I hate it. Okay, the first oh, thing. Oh man. The first thing. The first thing. So Deontay Johnson makes the touchdown catch that. Was the was the was the big was a big 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 touchdown? It was his first touchdown of the year, man. Yeah. Um. And and he and he and you know he's and Pickett's looking so upset. He finished with two catches, negative one yard, and five targets. Now some of these plays aren't his fault. Like some of the balls just thrown too high. Though one of it was his fault. I'm gonna show you this picture right now, Zeus. All right. And I want to ask you if the, if you think this was called a touchdown, right here. Now, there's this picture. Do you think, if you see this picture right here, that's a touchdown. It wasn't. It wasn't. Look at the, the George Pickens caught a great pass from Kenny, but didn't get his other foot in bounds. It touched the line of the first down. Now, I was told, you know, hey, he's running at full speed, probably just canceled down enough, but it's like, you got to drag that toe. And then the next day, he's like, unfollowing Deontay on Instagram. He's deleting everything Steeler related from his fucking Instagram and putting free me in his story. What are you doing? I don't need another AB. I already have AB. Yeah, let's, um, I don't know what, what breeds that culture and players and people in Pittsburgh, but that's just really alarming. Really alarming that we're going down this route. I mean, I get being frustrated. I... I get, I get being frustrated, but it's like, you can't, in that situation, you know, I mean, I can understand being frustrated, like, from the moment, you know, and he later explained, like, it, it had nothing to do with the Steelers at all, I wasn't frustrated, I couldn't be mad at that, um, I don't know, I could be mad at that, is what he said, but he dropped the thing that said, free me, and it's like, what are you, what are you doing, like, what are you doing, man? I like the dude is so talented, but it's like you can't be doing that. It's not it, part of it's not his fault, but part of it's like you gotta handle yourself better. 
that is the Steelers. Now, Zeus, you're in, in over in Germany. Uh, Dolphins are the close, uh, the rough game against the uh, Chiefs. Lots of people dropping some takes. What do you guys say about that? Oh, what do I have to say about that? Yeah, sure. What's up? Go on. Uh... <laughs> go on. All go right. On. It's, it's, all right. All right. All you haters out there. All you haters out there who want to trash this team because they have not beaten a team with a winning record. First of all, have you looked at the league? There's not that many out there that can really, you know, be really called good with the winning record right now. It's uh, it's been kind of a down year. Like, there's, it's kind of top heavy right now. Mm -hmm. Anyone can really um, win it at this point. But my goodness, the Dolphins, the Dolphins of old, went down twenty-one nothing, and everything went wrong with them in that half, where the offense went cold, um, and the defense uh, got tired to let Patrick Mahomes march down the field and score on them. But mm -hmm. instead of lying down to die, they just came the fuck back, man. They did it. They had their opportunities to get there. And this team is oh so close to getting there. And the disrespect, and I, I knew this was going to happen. The disrespect this week from, like, power rankings and talking heads, it's just been unbelievable. Like, people have dropped Miami out off, the, off their top tens and um, even, like, Super Bowl contender picks because of the whole narrative. And I understand, yeah, 0-3 against good teams. But there's a lot of, you know, a lot of, asterisks and stuff that go with it because this season is a full narrative it's not just um it's not just the three games you want to focus in on um like you look at the chiefs uh, you look at the, the eagles game like how one side in the calling that was and just tyree dropping some dimes from tua and the bills game just got away from them and they were also injured as hell in the o-line down on defense so mm -hmm. it's i hate making excuses but this people are going to continue to overlook this team and it just pisses me off uh, like people don't realize like how efficient we are when we get in the red zone. We are number one in the NFL when we're in the red zone. Seventy percent of our touchdowns, uh, seventy percent of the time we're in that zone, we score. Two of them, career low, pressured and sacked on four point three percent of his dropbacks. So the narrative at the beginning of the season was, oh, two and the Dolphins are not going to go anywhere because the guy can't stay healthy. Well, he's been nowhere close to being injured and well protected through nine games, and yet we're going to shift the goalposts again. Oh, we haven't beat a good team. But look at the Bills. Yeah, they beat the Dolphins, but who have they beat? Who have they beat? Who have they beat? And I, I can just go down the list. Yeah. Look at the Chiefs, even. The Chiefs, who have they beat? Who have they beat? Yeah, they beat Miami right now, but before that, it's like, come on. It's the, I, I, I'm just tired of this. I'm tired of the nonstop bashing on this team. I know the only way it's going to go away if we can score a big-time win, which – we're not going to get until the final three games of the season, but ugh, just you, frustration, man. And I feel um, that. I feel that. I feel that. I am. I'm proud of my team. Like there's a lot to look forward to. We're going to get a chain back. Offensive line is going to get healthier. Um, and I, 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 I honestly think they're, they're, they're going to get over that hump because ever since the Buffalo game, these games against top teams have been closer and closer and closer. So they have to get out their own head. Literally, the reason why the Dolphins lose is because they keep getting in their own way. It's not because we're the other team out and muscle them. Like, look at the Chiefs. We shut them out in the second half. We shut them out, and we we established a run against them. So it's it's a lot of little things that they have to get hooked up together um, in order to make a run. But I'm just heated, man. But I'm also I, excited. Yeah. I want to turn this heat into pure excitement. We have eight games to go. I don't see why this team can at least win six and make a strong push for the division and possibly a three or two seed. You know, I'll say this, I'll say this, you know, like I didn't, I saw, I saw little bits of it, of course, but I feel like people are looking at it more so at just that first half. And yes, they, do they look good in the first half? No, but I mean, defense shut them out in the second half, gave the team a chance to win, just didn't go the raid to a played well, one touchdown, 21 for 34. Those are bad numbers. Nope. And it's like, yeah, you lost to a good team, but only by a touchdown. And if we're being honest, like they a touchdown by a Tyree kill freak play, really? Yeah, yeah. A play that should have been whistled down. Yeah, and, and and you and they and you and they and you were in at the KC thirty-one. You were at the KC thirty-one. Was the play a good idea to do? No, but end of the day, like. You were in, you were driving on the field trying to score. So it's not a bad loss. Does the loss suck? Oh, undeniably. But I think oh, it hurts. I think it 
I think people are looking too much into it. Or it's like, yeah, you lost, but you only lost by a touchdown to a good team. You get blown out, then we got a problem. Yeah. But you only lost by seven. Like, I don't get why people are even dropping the Miami already off of their board. I, I think that's a ridiculous. Oh, they are. And Skip Bales, he's not off the hook. What did he do this the time? Man had, the man had the audacity. It's like, oh, man, Dak Prescott. That guy is such a superstar. He played well against the Eagles, got robbed by the refs. I take him way over Tua. <laughs> and I'm just like, my dude, are you blind? Well, come on. I mean, Dak Prescott, I mean, Skip Bayless, first of all, as, as Dak Prescott taps on his ass. So, I mean, at this point in life, at this point in time, dude, I mean, he's going to, it's going to be, you know, you know, Skip Bayless going, oh, it's my turn. You, you told me it was my turn. It's, it's my turn. You lost. <laughs> Get over it. That is a look, dude. I don't get that though. Man. I still don't. I still don't get that. I, that's a little, little wild to me. Uh, Zeus, I hear though you wrote this down here. I'm curious. You owe an apology to the Ravens. What? What happened? Well, you know what happened. I bullied them three times this season, and I'm now zero and three against picking against the Ravens. Oh, and yeah, it's the last straw. I'm sorry. Um, I'm gonna make this vow right now. Like I'm not picking against the Ravens the rest of the year. Period. Whoa, big, big, big I stuff. Am, I am humbled because every time I want to doubt them, because I know their history and choking and late game of the season, all that stuff, mm -hmm. it's like I want to doubt them, but the way they're playing right now and they're actually, you know, they're starting to get healthier and not as banged up. It's like, yeah, I'm terrified of them. I mean, I hope that Miami also can prep because that game in that game up in Baltimore on Christmas Eve is going to essentially decide uh top three seating at that point. Oh yeah. At least I'm expecting it. So yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry Ravens fans. I'm sorry for doubting you three times a season and getting burned each and every time. So I promise horse's honor. Well, I am not picking against them the rest of the year. Well, you heard it here, folks. Other stuff that happened, of course, across the NFL. There's a lot to get into. Uh, CJ Stroud sets the rookie record. He had an amazing performance. Five touchdowns. 470 yards he is breaking the the idea that ohio state quarterbacks cannot make it work in the national football league stroud now with 14 touchdowns one pick insane numbers i don't think i've oh, yeah. ever i i've never seen a rookie with these kind of numbers it, it's absolutely crazy how efficient he is and he's got a great system in, in houston uh big win for them they won 39 37 over the Tampa bay buccaneers great great win for houston other big quarterback stuff, we had some intriguing drama in the Vikings game. Of course, they started Jaron Hall, rookie out of BYU, and Hall was out due to concussion. They brought on their new trade acquisition we talked about the last week, the podcast, Mr. Josh Dobbs, who was going through, had never thrown to live routes before that game with his two teammates. He, has, he just barely had time. Those 20 for 32 touchdowns wins the game over the Atlanta Falcons. It was miraculous. Like, I'm sure he single-handedly destroyed a lot of survival pools. Because <laughs> you lose your star quarterback, it's very hard to win with the backup. Especially a turnaround that quickly. The guy's not even on your team. Yeah. Not even the backup on your team. Yeah. And he just shows up and, well, uh, Falcon's going to Falcon. <laughs> yes. They played a good game, but it just wasn't enough. No, it wasn't, wasn't enough. And they don't use B. John Robinson in the five yards, which I think is the dumbest. And like you, you drafted downhill running back, you don't use him there. What, what, what do you? Coaching. <sighs> Arthur. I, I vibe too. Um, Seattle, of course, you mentioned they lost thirty-three to thirty-seven. Um, they're five and three. I think they still got a chance, but I think they're they glaringly probably might need to go from Geno Smith. I think is it's is it a great story that Geno Smith has had a good. Has had a good has had a good career renaissance with the with the with the Seahawks certainly, but this mm -hmm. is his tenth year in the league, and I think it's fair to say even after that career year he had, I think he might have peaked. He might have peaked because he's having a down year. He is in his tenth year in the league. Uh, I think it might be time uh, for them to move but on. No? I'm gonna say right now, like, all right. So I'm I was being super nice to the Ravens. Yeah, What's but up? I'm gonna take out the anger on the Seahawks. Oh, you yeah? guys are frauds. <laughs> I can say that. You guys are frauds. Wow. I, I, I believed in you that, well, I'm only salty. I'm, I'm very salty that you let me down this week, but 
My goodness, I'm looking at your stats. You are 30th in third down conversion rate on offensive defense. That does not scream playoff team. That does not even scream uh, mid. It's just bad. Like you're 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 letting teams hang around. You're not finishing off games, um, and you just were curb stomped on the ground. And if you can't stop the run in this league, I'm sorry. I already deal with that with my UCF Knights on a daily basis. You're not a good team. So yeah, <laughs> I think this week completely shows that the Seahawks are frauds and. So I'm just going to go the opposite. I'm not picking the Seahawks for anything the rest of the year. Screw them. Uh, you heard it. You heard it here first, Screw folks. Uh, next week, ladies and gentlemen, next week, uh, lots of big stuff happening. Pittsburgh takes on the Packers. Packers still trying to find their identity under Jordan Love. I think it'll be a good close game as every Pittsburgh game is because I'm going to have a heart attack every goddamn time. Besides that. Um, I think, I think it'll be nice. I think it's a great way. You know, you have some extra time to prep against this. I think Watt's going to feast as he should. The passing defense is not bad in Green Bay, but it did get a little bit weaker when they lost, when they traded away their clutch cornerback at the trade deadline. So I think could be a good day for the boys. I'm going to wave my terrible towel all day long. Just what the heck do you think about the Dolphins finally getting some rest on the bye week? Well, before that, I'm kind of curious. Like, yeah. you don't view this as a trap game um, for the Packers. Um, the Packers are bad. They're really bad this year. It could but be. You, you know damn well how they play down the competition, yeah? I, I know the Steeler tradition. It's playing down. I mean, I, I don't know. Could we really call it playing down, though, when we've been outgained in every game and still won? Can I, can I really call it playing down? We have played like the Iowa Hawkeyes. But it, but 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 we, you know what I mean. We play like Iowa, and we somehow win games. Like that's the thing is like, there, you know what I mean. Like I don't know if I can call it playing down when we're just playing like ass and somehow still winning. <laughs> yeah, it, it definitely is pretty shocking. But they yeah. have to rack up these wins because the upcoming stretch is pretty dang. Well, I want to say that brutal. Browns and Bengals on the road to me very yeah. tough. Yeah, Browns, Bengals on the road. Cards, Patriots at home. Uh, Colts, Ravens. Bengals, Seahawks. All right, the Bengals and then the Ravens the end of the year. Um, I'm hoping. So it's, a, it's a tough final three games. Mm-hmm. It's a tough middle stretch, but, I mean, can't count the Colts. Colts can sneak up on you and the Patriots. Uh, they're awful, absolutely, but I don't know. We got Actually, no, you. You yeah. better beat the Patriots. They're we, just that bad. I would hope so. Uh, we got some big games this weekend. Of course, Niners are coming off. Well, the Niners are coming off the bye. They'll take on the Jacksonville Jaguars at Everbank Stadium. Texans will meet the Bengals and see if DJ Stroud can keep the bank, keep the Texans in the hopes for a playoff spot. He's been playing really good. That's a shockingly good game. Yeah, I I did. You would think so coming this year, but there you go. The Lions at the Chargers. The Lions. Trying to get themselves back into it. They're six and two over the four in the floor of Florida. And how about this one? You mentioned this one. The Jets and the Raiders. This I think that I'm intrigued by this game, actually, Zeus. The Jet the Raiders played great, by the way, point out under an interim head coach, Antonio Pierce, who beat his former team he played for. Uh I think I hope he gets the job. Like I know it's a one game, but Considering how much better he was over Josh McDaniels already, I hope he gets that job. He got the J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 and I think it'll be, I think, I mean, I think it'll be good. I think the Raiders, Raiders are looking good this year, so better than they were. I should clarify, better than they were in McDaniels. Um, so not looking, it could be a decent game, and then you got Broncos and Bills. Ugh, let's die. Uh, real quick though, Zeus, um, it's time to get our mulligan in on our picks. You want you want want to go first, my guy? Um, briefly, um, I just want to kind of talk about the Finns real quick. Sure, go ahead. The season, because um, yeah, I'm just kind of looking down the schedule. Like I said, there's eight games left. Five of them are at home, three on the road, and two of those road games come in the first five weeks. So, you know, I'm hyping on my Finns pretty still. Like, yeah, I, I know, I know the Jets is always a tough game. Uh, but if they're going to play offense that badly, like they did against the Chargers, like Miami should have no excuse going in there. As long as they don't make mistakes, that should be a comfy win on the road for the Dolphins. So, I mean, I can see them starting that stretch 5-0, and and then we'll see what happens in the final three games. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, at that point, like, if the Bills drop more games, like we have, we could have the division wrapped up by Christmas. 
I hope so. And I, I, I want the Bills game to be mean, the, to be meaningless, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll see indeed, man. We will see, my but, friend. But otherwise, yeah. I mean, we went out. It's a guaranteed two seed. Um, one loss. I mean, that's depending on who you lose to. That could be an easily two seed. Uh, the one seed is going to depend on the Chiefs losing twice, which is possible, but I'm not going to bank on that. So yeah, we'll see. This this team, if they can get on the road and go five and zero, and those final three games. I can see them winning two of those final three and really make a statement, which Ooh. would put them at thirteen and four for the for the year, which would be damn nice. Okay, okay, I see, I see, my friend, I see. Okay, so playoff stuff, yeah. Let's talk about our playoff pick, just to refresh everyone again on what we picked uh, earlier this year. The AFC Zeus, you had the Chiefs, Dolphins, Bengals, Jaguars, Bills, Jets, and Steelers, in through the one through seven order, and that order I just named. NFC, you had the Niners, Cowboys, Saints, Packers, Eagles, Lions, and the Giants. I, in the AFC, had the Chiefs, Bills, Jags, Bengals, Steelers, Ravens, Dolphins. NFC, I had Eagles, Niners, Saints, Vikings, Seahawks, Lions, and the Cowboys. Now, why don't you explain to those that might know, what exactly you mean by your mulligan? Well, I said we have a chance to mulligan our picks, um, and this will be the only time here at the okay. waypoint when we have a better idea of these teams. Cool. So you go. Why so, don't you go first, my friend? Why don't you go first, buddy? All right. So we're gonna start up here in the AFC. So, um, as much as I hate to admit it, I think the Chiefs. I mean, they're reminding me of like Super Bowl teams of the past, like the Patriots. Well, they just find ways to win games, even yeah. though I think they're very beatable. So, I mean, until otherwise proven, I'm gonna keep them at the one seed. I'm not gonna change that. Um, Dolphins, though, as the two seed. Um, I had a pretty hot take that the Ravens were going to make the playoffs, and I'm going to correct that. I think the Ravens take the two seed. You think, I think so? Yep, I think I'm going to put them right up here. I think they'll win the division. I know the Bengals are red hot right now, but I think the Ravens will somehow find a way to win the division and secure two home games in the playoff. Then I'm going to put Miami just a bit below because they have the talent, they have the drive. I'd love to get the, I'd love to get that second seed for Miami, but right now um, I think it's just uh, – until until I see until I see consistency and a return to form, it's hard to trust even my own fans for making that push. Mm-hmm. Keeping the Jaguars here at four, they should still win that division, even though the Texans are coming in pretty hot. But they're still a young team, so I, I can't trust them. Yeah, to take the Jaguars in that division. Oh boy, but this is where we're gonna have a lot of changes over here. Definitely, so definitely, the bi- man. The Bills, Bills, uh, uh-uh. oh. They're gone. Okay. Oh, okay. Jets, gone. Steelers. Gone. <laughs> okay, go so, on. Oh my goodness. So here we're gonna put it. Obviously, we've got the Bengals here. I mean, yeah. Right behind the Ravens. They're they're gonna be right there. I think they're gonna somehow sneak their way in. And then next. Oh, next. Um, I'm probably gonna have a surprising pick here. Okay, what and you got? go with the Chargers. I think they may have found their groove, and they can probably okay. string together some wins. Okay. So, um, I don't know. Like, I feel like they're playing for their coach. They're they're starting to string together some things, and they can make that push. And in that final spot, mm. I'm gonna give it a surprising to the Brownies. <laughs> the Browns sneak their way in, which means, unfortunately, I am I am counting your Steelers out. But I am expecting three AFC North teams to make it this year into the dance. It's that. That division stacked, man. It's a, it's tough. It's a tough division to judge, man. You ain't wrong. Yeah, but it's so crowded. Like six through ten can easily all make the playoffs. Yeah. Like can't count the Bills. The Bills can make it. The Jets can make it with a run if they make a run. Raiders not dead yet, and so it's gonna be a it's gonna be a battle. But I trust teams with good defenses, and I think that Sean Watson is gonna slowly find his groove to at least not suck during games. Just yeah. be decent. And that should be enough to, to take the Browns into a playoff appearance, which for a, a, a franchise as cursed as that, I think would be huge. All right. So oh, as yeah. far as the NFC goes, sorry, uh, I think it's the Eagles conference to lose. It's just no question at this point. Mm, best team, yeah. best team, I think by far. Niners have looked shaky without their, uh, when their guys look hurt, they look shaky. Yeah. But then the rest is just so hard to pick. Yeah. So I had the Cowboys up here. Obviously, that's not going to be the case. No. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I think the Lions are going to sneak in as that two seed. Because oh, okay. I had okay. them not winning the division. Packers are awful. 
So they're not even going to bother making a dance. They've looked rough this year, man. Yep, 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 yep. And as far as three and four, as far as going to win the division over here, so I'm going to put the NFC South team last down here, which, yeah, I think it's hard to discount the Saints. I think they'll find their way in somehow. Do you think so? Um, I, I still think so. Yeah, they'll be the fourth seed, but oops. But I think they'll, they'll, they'll manage to make their way in, which means we have the West. And just by virtue of everyone else not being good, it's going to be the 49ers. Mm-hmm. They'll, they'll recover. They're too, too, they're too good a team to, to not have win the division, especially when I called the Seahawks frauds, which rightfully so they were. Why the fuck did I pick the Giants? My <laughs> God. That was terrible. Never again. Don't go with the Giants, bro. New York Sports Radio will, will kill you, buddy. Yep, so I'm probably going to stick with the Cowboys here. Okay. And then I'm probably – this is going to be very hard, but I think the Vikings, they're going to somehow make that push for Josh Dobbs. They're going to yeah. sneak their way in here. And – Ooh, it's like, do I dare go with the Seahawks or somebody else? Pete Carroll's a darn good coach, though. Like, I mean, you know, you have a feeling that some way he's going to find some kind of way. Or could go <sighs> elsewhere. Oh, man, I just I just don't know because I can't trust anyone else from the North. The South, they're god-awful. Yeah. And in the East, already had the two teams in, so it's just kind of by default. The, the MC is very weak. Like, mm. fine, fine. Okay. That's my picks. There you go. Locking it in. We'll see how accurate I am. I don't really have much to really mull on, but I will make a couple of things because I I had a feeling the Dolphins would get in. And, you know, going into it, I was like, yeah, Bills are going to be win that division. I, I quickly said. I think it, the Dolphins competitive, not going to win. I, I, I'm going to switch that up because I do think it is going to be the Dolphins division to win for the most part, man. I think it will be. Now, hell yeah. The thing is, though, Buffalo, despite scoring 240 points, they have looked very off in some of these games. So I legit think the Bills will just barely sneak it in. Ravens, I think, you know, they've looked better and better as time has gone on. You put the Ravens up there. Yep. As the top in the division, Jacksonville. I think that I think the Jags will get it done. Dolphins. I'll move up to three because I just think, hey, I think I think they're fine. I I think they're fine. I think they'll get in. Uh, AFC North, like you said, is very hard to judge. You know, you got t- three teams that are five and three. I don't even know if Pittsburgh can freaking get in. I it's do know so one thing. Crowded, man. I do know one thing. Pittsburgh has one win over Baltimore. Oh yeah, we you're we. You keep at a five. I will keep them there just because I I personally think that it's gonna be but that's gonna be like you said it's gonna be a tough one to beat. So I think I think they're gonna sneak in, but not at five. Okay. I think that the Bengals will the Bengals I think are the better team as much as I like to like admitting that I think it'll be Pittsburgh sneaking as a six seed. And Bengals will just have that better look. I, I could be wrong. Pittsburgh could beat the Bengals, and I could be have the ghost of Myron Cope remind me that they're, they're the Bengals, man. They're the Bengals. Uh, so I think, I mean, I don't have much to change on there. For the NFC one, I will say this. See, uh, the Saints have looked very rough with that coordinator. I think that, that they're still going to win that division. Tampa's going to give them a scare, but they've lost their last four straight. Uh, yeah. I will make one switcheroo. I think, you know, the Lions are going to win the North. I initially said the Vikings. It's only because I feel like a lot of a lot of Lions fans were drinking the Kool-Aid about their team. I think the Vikings, you know, they've won four straight. I think they're riding hot. I think they'll make something happen. Uh, I think Cal- the, the Dallas Cowboys will make it in as a, as a wild card. And I think, like, I agree with you. I think the Seattle will sneak in just from the fact that they've had some experienced coaching. I say it's Eagles. And, you know, I will say, you know, while the Niners may be banged up right now, I think it's fair to say that. I think they, may, they will probably just start getting better. You know, they, as everyone gets healthy, everyone's going to start hopefully performing better, I would think. There's still things if Brock Purdy's just a system quarterback, but I will make one more switcheroo, and that being I will put the Lions... That's right. As a three seed. Believe. <laughs> Listen, I, I just feel some of them have just been drinking the coy just just, just, just just a little bit too much. Uh, just, 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 just a little bit too much. 
Uh, nah, that, like we, we got half a season to look after. Yeah. I think these are pretty solid picks. I think so, too. I think we got a good idea of I think what... we'll hit on 12 of them. Yeah. And there's going to be it's, – it's always – like especially in the AFC, like we oh, just yeah. don't know. With the we North. dead wrong. With the North especially. And, I mean, I don't know why you picked the fucking Giants. <laughs> why did – why? You picked – we went with Danny Derps? <laughs> I went with Danny Derps. I God bought into the hype. It. God Damn it, Zeus. Do <laughs> that's why we do the mulligan. That's we right. learn from our mistakes. That's our mulligan. Do you we have time to do some quick bets, quick picks real quick for the yeah, for our we, pick em? We sure do. All right. Let's so recap. Last week, Zeus, you went two and one with the Colts and the Bills within their dub. Of course, you picked the Seahawks while you didn't win with that one. Falcons lost the Vikings. J-E-T-S, Jet 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 got destroyed by the Chargers and the Raiders under their new head coach. I, I had a feeling this would happen. They destroyed the freaking Giants, the football Giants. That leaves you 11 and 15, me with the record of 11, 13 and 2. I don't know if we'll get to 500, but um, we're getting closer. We can can surely try. Zeus, you want me to go first, or or you you want to go first, bro? I'll go first then. Sure, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. So, yeah, um, I think I like these lines a lot better than I did last week. Um, I think there's some that stick out immediately. And one of them is going to be the Colts and Patriots here. Um, mm-hmm. The Patriots are trash. They are a bottom four team in the league. I don't understand why they're doing everything. They're trying to do everything they can to tank, especially with the stack quarterback class coming this way. So they're only, they're only dogs by one and a half in this game. Just one and a half. Mm. That's being way too nice of them. The Colts, they beat up on bad teams. And even though Gardner Minshew can have really bad games, not against this not against this team. The the Patriots is that bad. I mean, if you can't beat the Patriots by at least a field goal, come on. Come on. Especially the, in Frank they're back in Germany too for that game. So I mean, go for it, man. Yep, so uh yeah, so the Germany game, uh even though it's supposed to be a road game, it's not really a true road game, so Goal should be fine. This should take care of business. Three, a field goal win should not be, should not be hard. And if it is, whatever, I'll gladly eat my words. <laughs> we will see what happens in Germany, uh, as a friend of mine has dubbed <laughs> Germany. Uh, for my pick, I'm gonna go to the Raiders and the J E T S Jets, Jets, Jets. Um, Ooh, I, I will. I listen, go. listen, man. I think the Raiders have some, you know. Okay, when last time Raiders fired their head coach, they fired John Gruden, which Gruden is still suing the league about. Jets are a 0.5 spread favor. But listen, when the Raiders fired fired John Gruden went with Rich Passaccia, uh-huh. they played great and made the playoffs. I don't think they'll make the playoffs, but I think they'll play good enough to get Antonio Pierce that head coaching job next year. I think it's the Raiders with Max Crosby getting the win over the Jets. Mm, yeah, you're riding that uh, new coach higher high. I like it. Well, okay. I just remember what happened the last time the Raiders got a new head coach, man. I just remember when that when that happened, they fired a coach mid-season, man. The, the, the magic, man. What's your next pick, buddy? All right, so I'm going to, um, once again, keep bullying teams over here. Oh, God. And the next team that's going to get bullied is the Cardinals. <laughs> the sad, miserable, terrible, tanking Cardinals. Um, They're only fair to lose by one and a half. Kyler's so, coming back. That's the big he, reason. Who? Kyler Murray's coming back. Oh, there is coming back. Yes. Ky- that makes it. That, that's why it's a mm. 1.5 spread is that Kyler Murray, he was on the physically unable to perform, is going to be coming back for this game. Yeah, that's very true. That's very true. So in that case, I'm going to flip the script. Oh. I think I'm going to, instead of bullying people, I'm going to raise someone up. And that's going to be the Jaguars right here. Okay, okay. Taking down a home showdown against them 49ers. San Fran is only favored by three, which means I'm expecting the Jaguars to either lose a really close one or just outright win it. So why not trust the Jaguars? They're off a bye week. They're at home, riding on high. Um, Why not? Uh, let's, let's just go. Let's just go with the hot hand here. Even though, obviously, I want them to lose. Because mm-hmm. um, that benefits seeding in Miami. Um, for the sake of my picks, um, I'm going to stick with the Jaguars. Yeah, let's. All right, all right. I'm showing the AFC. I'm showing the AFC South some love today. Here we go. I love the AFC South Bend. Love the AFC South Bend. Uh, next up, I'm going to stick within uh, some stuff happening with New York teams. 
Uh, and that being, actually, you know what? I'll get away from the Big Apple. I'll get, I'll get, I'll stick away from the Big Apple for a second. Look at an absolute bleep show in Chicago. Da Bears, looking Ooh. at the Panthers now. Bryce Young, of course, has. Eh, Bryce Young has looked rough. However, Bears are starting t- 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 Division II legend Tyler Bagent at quarterback. It's going to be a bleep show, but I think it'll be the Bears being who we thought they were, and that is getting the win with the spread of three and a half over those Panthers. Ooh, okay, so... Bullying another bad team. I agree. I look, mean, it's, it's qu- look, the Bears are who we thought they were. That's what the damn field. Now, if you want to crowd them, then crowd their ass. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them on the hook. That's a legit tank ball right there. God's gonna Oh, I love it. I love it. Uh, what you got next, buddy? <laughs> this, is, this is really hard. I mean, if I wasn't if I, if I wasn't such an apologetic for the Ravens, I'm looking at that Baltimore spread. But I already made my vow. I'm not touching that game. Um, but that's that's definitely going to be a very tough, interesting division game. But instead, I guess we could turn our attention in many directions here. The mm-hmm. Lions and the Chargers—that's pretty tricky. Broncos, Bills, hmm. Bills, uh, Broncos off the bye week, but they're on the road. Desperation. Do I count on that on a blowout win? Mm-hmm. You know what? What? Let's freaking do it. The Broncos get a taste of reality as a desperate Bills team at home because we're going to follow the narrative. All right, if you're going to shit on Miami, but only showing up against bad teams, well, here's a bad team coming to town. I'm calling you out, Bills. We beat this team by 50. You're favored by 7.5. I swear, if you don't blow out this team, you're going to be made fun of the rest of the year. Holy shit. Like, this, this, this is your opportunity for a bounce back game. You're on Monday Night Football. Everyone's calling you frauds. I'm keeping you on my playoff picture. This is your last chance, Bills. I am banking on you to prove to me that you're not a joke of a team, that you're able to stay competitive and blow out a bad team. So have at it, Bills. And I'm going to be dancing on your grave, or I'm going to be proven wrong. And if I'm proven wrong, then I'm right. Then I win the bet. So I win either way, baby. I will keep it simple with my next pick. Um, Cowboys are going to beat the ever-living shit out of the motherfucking Giants last time the Cowboys stomped the Giants 40 to nothing that 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 that, that that's right that that's right ladies and gentlemen they stomped them 40 to nothing that's right i am 40 for 40 to nothing ladies and gentlemen for 40 to week nothing one. week 1 mm-hmm. and the Giants have not looked any better they've looked worse on some okay they've only beaten the commanders by 14 to 7 and the Cardinal and the Cardinal they're starting the and you don't even start by the way uh Danny Jones out for the year so I mean I think DeVito hype that, let's go DeVito <laughs> legit looks like a, like a Sopranos character I, I kid you he legit looks like a Sopranos character spread <laughs> is very very high but DeVito will be asking where's your Gabagool as the Cowboys demolish the Giants. It's a risky thing. You know, this is perhaps one of the biggest spreads I've ever seen in my life. But considering what happened last time, I think it'll be fine. I like it. We're just going to pile on. We're pile on some bad teams. we got some narratives over here. Yeah. These are very exciting picks oh, very. on both ends. Oh, very, very. It's, it's going to be amazing. See, We'll see how these all play out. See if one of us could get over 500. We'll see if that can happen. Zeus, any final thoughts? Uh, any final thoughts? Well, like I said, it's the halfway point of the season. The wind chill's here. It's getting cooler, especially down here in Central Florida. I love it. Football weather zero, baby. I hope the weather on Saturday for that big space game is great. And I'm hyped. I have I have not been more excited to see a playoff picture play out for the rest of the year. So let's go. Keep the narratives coming. I want to see more football. Best time of the year, baby. Oh, for oh. sure. What's up? Also my birthday month, so hype that up too. That's right. Happy birthday. Early birthday to Zeus coming up this, this November. Well, thank you once again. Should be a great rest of the month of football. For my partner, Zeus Pegasus, I am Manny Jones. Thank you once again for listening into the Furious and Football Podcast. Thank you for downloading our podcast, now available on iHeartMedia, Player FM, Google Podcasts, and Podbean. Till next time. We're out of here.